the 3SH Honour Board. With Noel Watson chatting to local football legends and players. Part of Football Preview. Heard every Saturday morning, 8.30 on 3SH during the season. Today, as mentioned, a little bit different because... Well, we mentioned we're going to catch up with a legend on 3SH, Mr Harold Pratt. I spoke to Harold during the week and over the next hour or so, I'm sure we're going to meander along and just let it take us where it does. I hope you enjoy this as much as I did speaking to Harold during the week. It was absolutely fantastic. And look, without sealing his thunder, let's hear from the man himself. G'day, mate. Welcome back. Welcome back. I've never, I've never been anywhere. You didn't leave. You didn't leave. <laughs> no, 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 still around. Good on you. Normally, normally it was my job on uh, Football Preview to welcome you into the program. Uh, I know, I know. But, mate, there's things. a few things have changed. You're enjoying the good life up Mission Beach Way, if you don't mind. Mission Beach, for those folk that don't know, is uh, midway between Cairns and Townsville. Uh, so we're right on the uh, on the ocean, and it's a magnificent place, uh, tropical, and a great place to have a holiday in. But I've been up here now nearly 15 years, wow. uh, which is great. You know, the football, I st- still have an interest in it, uh, because we started back in the 70s, of course. Oh, yeah. And then through the 80s and through the 90s oh. and through the noughties. Noughties, all right. Uh, before I retired. <laughs> uh, but, when you start thinking, Noel, isn't it about the people you meet oh, along the way? Absolutely. And look, I, I just should premise this because for those people who have only joined the listening audience in relatively recent years, on-board status probably undersells H's impact on, on a lot of us because there was unbelievable times back then and you could get away with a little bit, H, and uh, maybe maybe not so much now, but anyway, it was, uh, it was absolutely fantastic. Now, I know, because you and I have spoken a lot of time we were going to the footy, etc., that you were only supposed to be here for a short stint. Oh, well, that was the original back in the 70s. Yeah. I was approached by the Victorian Broadcasting Network. Uh, they were the owners of uh, 3SH in those days. And they asked me to come over for six months. And I had no idea. I'd never heard of Von Hill. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it got in my mind somewhere along the way that uh, Swan Hill was by the ocean. Finally, they rang it a few times, you know, because I was sort of half wanting to stay in Perth. And uh, finally I said, oh, well, I'll go to, to Swan Hill for six months, but probably I won't stay any longer than that. And, of course, I stayed 31 years. Oh, mate, it was, it was a staggering times, and as you say, during, the, during all those years. And I know that this is a footy show, OK, but, hey, don't hold us to that. We have no, no. rules. We have no rules today. We're going absolutely wherever the wherever the mind or the journey just takes us. But your involvement, if you go right back, and we start talking about footy, was not just that. It was a host of other things, wasn't it? Oh yeah, there was there was plenty. In fact, when this program on a Saturday morning started, it was the sports program. It was like whoever turned up, yep, got on. You know, we used to have a dart segment. Uh, there was a bowl segment. The tennis was on. Uh, the football was on, cricket was on, and in fact, you know, tiddlywinks, if they played tiddlywinks <laughs> over behind the Federal Hotel, yeah. that would have been on as well. It was one of those things that people came in, and, and uh, you mentioned before that, you know, you can't get away with some things today that you got away with then. Well, yeah. that was a prime example because they were naughty. Oof. They really were naughty. Well, I, I, the language was charming. I, I won't go back too much, but I do remember one guy who used to come in and verbatim read the report straight out of the Guardian. Yeah, well, he wrote it. 
<laughs> well, I suppose he gets every right to read it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, but then when we went into football, um, that was in uh, the Victorian Broadcasting Network, uh, was taken over by Cameron Broadcasting, uh, Colin Cameron. Cole, yeah. And I remember going to them one day and I said to them, you know what, I think it would be a great idea if we went back to broadcasting local football because I think there's a chance that we could make money out of sponsorship. <laughs> and that was that was the swinger for Tw- Colin Cameron. Tweaked him up. I don't know whether 30 years later, I don't know whether the station, in fact, has made a quid. I well, it might have made a few little enemies and, and a lot of friends <laughs> along the way. <laughs> what about that one? Uh, that was how it came about, and, of course... Uh, and then uh, Colin Cameron sold it to Ace. Ace, yeah, yeah. A few years later, but but that was that was how we got the football back on. And in the first year of the footy, we only had two landlines. Uh, we had one to Swan Hill mm-hmm. and one to the Allen Garden. So we just alternated yeah. uh, those two games. And then in the following season, I think we we took a couple more. One to Lalbert and uh, one to Warrenine, and then we got out and about and went to all the grounds. But, uh, yeah, that's how the football, the local well, football, came to be on. Well, that's how, how things have changed because you talk about the landline now. I mean, people listen to us, yeah, on the tranny or the radio or on at home, but they listen to us on the internet, H. Internet. It's great, isn't it? Fantastic. Scary, but, yeah, it's all good. I was just thinking, you know, the other day, you know, like, I probably got out of radio and retired uh, before uh, the uh, social media came mm. in. And I can just imagine the trolls and the and the, you know the haters. Yeah. Uh, some of the things they would have said about me. Well, actually, that, that takes me back to. to oh, please, I got out of that. <laughs> takes me back to something, because I know that you actually lived in Swan Hill itself for a while, but you had yep. people had this tendency of dropping around and saying, "Oh, look, here's a little note for this, and here's a little note, and can you do this?" So you moved out to Warrenton South just to relax a little bit. Yeah, it was uh, the, one of the, the worst ones was the country. I don't know whether you remember the yeah, country. Yeah, yeah. Again, it was a program that started, was going to run for 12 weeks and ran for oh, 26, 27 years. It, it became and, uh, known as the one and only country the hour. One and only country hour. And they'd, they'd drop in at any hour of the day or the night with their you know, request for Sunday. Can you read this out? And players Hank Williams or somebody like that. So, uh, that was one of the reasons why I moved out to Warrenine, which was a, a quieter life for me. And uh, I enjoyed it out there. So hi to all the folk out at uh, Warrenine too. Actually, speaking of Warrenine, walk me through this because I, I do this show. It's called The Honour Board. And I was out at Warrenine looking at The Honour Board and there's this life membership up there for one Harold yeah, well, Pratt. It, it's, it's interesting you should say that, Noel, because... Um, and we were talking before about the internet. Yeah. And one of the things about the internet, and for, say, people like myself who are maybe, you know, 5,000 kilometres away, you rely on the internet for information, and the information has got to be up to date. Mm-hmm. And uh, sometimes you, you read something and think, oh, you know, that was 2017. You kick the computer, and one of the things I kicked the computer about was that the Warrenine Football Club on their home page has got a list of their honour boards. Yeah. And I was made a life member of the Warrenine Football Club along with Richie O'Day. Oh, yeah, Richie. Many, yeah, yep. many, many moons ago, mainly for our contribution to the uh, bingo that we operated. And uh, my name wasn't listed. I thought, hello, I got okay. out the gate and they've taken me off. But apparently I'm still on the honour board out at, at the football club. You are. Just not on, oh. just not on their internet. 
Actually, this it's an interesting concept, isn't it? Yourself and uh, Richie O'Day, life members because you ran bingo. You know they now run goods and services auction that make thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollars, and there we were with uh, bingo for twenty bucks. Yeah, yeah. What are the football clubs turning over now, Noel? Have you oh. got any idea? Yeah, two or three or, you know, hundreds, thousands. It's just ridiculous, isn't it? Sure, sure. Just ridiculous. But, yeah, no, live membership. I've still got my badge. I've still got my certificate from the uh, Warrenine Football Club. Beautiful. I uh, thanked them for that. Warrenine is, uh, is is a great one, Noel. I don't know if you can remember this, but when we broadcasted the Warrenine Football Ground, the broadcast box was at the end of the pavilion. Yeah, the old just one. Above, just above the visitors' uh, yeah. change rooms. Yeah, I remember that for a big reason. Don't worry. Unreal, because you know the, you get the reserves coming off uh, prior to the senior game, and also you get the seniors coming off and having a shower prior while well, while we're doing our summary. Yeah. And the stench that used to come up there, <laughs> not from the not from the players, they were clean, they'd been in the shower, but from all the deodorant yep. that was used. And all the hair products, the hair gel, yep. etc. It used to come straight up the up that the shoot really falling off our chairs. Yeah, stick in your throat, and and uh, as you say, the steam sometimes, and the smell, and then the raucous noise. And I remember having to walk through those rooms and a couple of others, uh, getting a very, very I'll call it cool. Some would call it hostile reception on the way in, and even worse on the way out, with all the gear. <laughs> Oh, they were interesting times. I remember your glasses used to <laughs> Don't give it away. People think we know what we're talking about when we're calling the footy. Actually, uh. was the site. Uh, Wurrling were playing Balrona one day and uh, we'd uh, broadcast a game and at the end of the game there was a fellow rather raucous down in the club rooms mm. and he yelled out and suggested that I and uh, Daryl Powell uh, used to do some indecent things. And uh, so I didn't take much notice. I just laughed it off. I thought it was funny. And uh, the club took it very seriously, and they banned him for about 10 years. Uh, if he's back at the football. No, I don't think. I, I, not at this early stage. Not at this early stage. Hey, hey, H, I want to I want to flick back. Which I said, we're jumping all over the place here. Back yeah, in WA... You used to do that before. I know. Well, I'm allowed to. Back in WA, yeah. you worked in theatre. And over here, well, you did a bit of theatre work over there as well, is that right? Well, that's how I, I got into radio. Yeah. I was under uh, contract to the National Theatre over there, and and uh, I used to be ducking out of work all the time to go to rehearsals yep. uh, during the day, you know, for the National Theatre. And so a job came up working nights mid-dawn uh, on a radio station in Perth, and I thought, well, that's ideal for me. I can, yep. you know, go to work from 12 midnight to 5 in the morning, have a sleep, then go to rehearsal. <laughs> and do my theatre work, uh, but the radio took over a little uh, bit. I loved the theatre and I produced a lot of plays, probably 30 or 40 plays for the Swan Hill Theatre Group. Yeah. Most successful, I guess, was Dimboola, which we travelled all over the oh, state. Huge. You know, we were talking about making money. Uh, that made money for a lot of schools. Mm. They did the catering. And uh, we made enough money to buy air conditioning for the theatre. Perfect. Uh, so that was... The uh, theatre, but yeah, yeah, I worked with some interesting people. I remember working with uh, a lot of people would know Abigail from uh, television. Oh! Her first, her first uh, job in Australia, she was a model when yep. she came from England, played the lead in, now I'm trying to think of the name of the play, A Girl in My Soup. Okay, yep. And of course, Abigail became quite famous with the number 96, a television program. Yeah, for a couple of reasons. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> Big reasons. Yes, I'm not. See, we can't, things we could do, things we can't do. <laughs> Hey, don't even start. Don't you'll get me thrown off here already? Huh? Doesn't worry me. I'm no. not getting paid. Oh yeah, good on you. Fantastic mission boots. Yeah, good on you. Well, there we are. Some footy. Abigail, a blast from the past. That one, and how six months turned into thirty-one wonderful years. Yeah, we need to take a break. But I tell you what, when we come back, we're going to talk some harness racing, some sponsors, Jack Betts. Ah, oh, the legend of Harold Pratt just continues. Stay with us. We've got more to come.